0: Jeff Radcliffe, and it is Tuesday, January 19th. We are back after the best week of football or weekend of football, I should say, in the entire year. I mean, those games were awesome. So, today I want to set up the conference championships, some of the storylines heading into these games. And do a little bit of a post mortem on every team who was eliminated. So basically, I want to take a look back at what was, what could be in 2021 for all four teams who were eliminated last weekend. Before I get into that, though, let me tell you about our presenting sponsor, Monkey Knife Fight. Do you like to play daily fantasy sports? Well, you need to go check out monkeyknifefight.com. Monkeyknifefight.com is the fastest growing daily fantasy site in the world because monkeyknifefight.com is different than the other daily fantasy sites. That's because, of course, on monkeyknifefight.com, there are no salary caps. You don't have to play against sharks, and that means anyone has a chance of winning, even you. Monkeyknifefight.com has tons of fun daily contests in all the sports you love, baseball, basketball, hockey, golf, UFC, the big UFC this weekend, NASCAR, WNBA, eSports, and, of course, football. Monkey Knife Fight has it all, and you know what else monkeyknifefight.com has. A free $5 game for you just for signing up. And if you use the promo code RANT, R-A-N-T, you'll have your first deposit matched instantly up to $50. With a name like monkeyknifefight.com, you can be pretty certain you know what you're going to be getting when you sign up to play Monkeys and Knives and Fights and Sports. Sign up and play today at monkeyknifefight.com. Play to MKF and win state and age restrictions. Apply. See site for full terms and restrictions. So we're down to four. We have three games left in the 2020 season. I know it's 2021, but the 2020 season, four teams left, and now four teams uh, eliminated here. So just taking a quick look back at at the teams that were eliminated, we'll start with the Los Angeles Rams. I, I really figured they were up against it in that one. It's tough to go into Green Bay. We'll talk about what that means for Tampa Bay in a minute, but it's tough to go into Green Bay in January and win and not to mention the fact that they were i mean it's not it's not that they were without their best player but their best player only played 53% of the defensive snaps in Aaron Donald so it was tough uh the team's in transition heading into next year as well because Brandon Staley the defensive coordinator is now the head coach in Los Angeles so that'll be in with the Chargers that is that'll be interesting for you know, ultimately what this defense looks like next year because Staley's defense was a pretty awesome defense. There's no denying that. It was arguably the best in the league. They were nothing, you know, or not nothing, but they couldn't they couldn't really replicate that success without Aaron Donald on the field. So looking forward to next year, I, I'm really fascinated by the developments with Jared Goff the story that we're getting out of Los Angeles is not a particularly good one, that the the relationship is fractured a little bit with uh, Sean McVay, Sean McVay not really endorsing Jared Goff, and remember, this is a fir- former first overall pick, and I made this comparison earlier today, and I think it's a really appropriate one, and, and not in the present context, okay, so here we go, Ryan Tannehill not Ryan Tannehill with Tennessee who's now the darling of fantasy football and all of us and we love him no the Ryan Tannehill of the Dolphins he never improved with Miami now obviously maybe that had something to do with what was going on there in Miami and I don't know what's going on with Jared Goff but has Jared Goff improved in five years in the NFL no right I don't think he's gotten particularly worse he has a problem of getting out to a hot start and then cooling off down, you know, as the season wears on, but he's he's he hasn't improved, and now he's heading into his sixth year. That was also Tannehill's last year, his sixth year with the Dolphins. He needs to improve in order to be, you know, to be a long-term, like, franchise-type quarterback. He has to take a step forward. We saw Josh Allen do it this year. We know that these young guys can potentially do it at the NFL level. It's not like what you enter the league as is what your destiny is at the position, but really needs to take that step forward. Uh, of course, a part of the problem is not having a deep option. You had Sammy Watkins, you had Brandon Cooks, you don't have them anymore. So now you have, you know, here here's your four wide receivers. Cooper Cup, slot receiver, right? Uh, Robert Woods, not a downfield threat, a pretty complete receiver, but definitely not a downfield threat. Van Jefferson, a slot receiver, and Josh Reynolds, a big slot receiver. <laughs> you don't have any downfield threat, and then you have two viable tight ends, but nothing to push the the field vertical, so I don't know. I was really surprised it didn't address the position in the draft this year outside of Jefferson, but it is what it is. I will tell you this, though. Regardless of Jared Goff, Cam Akers is a star, and heading into next year, I'm really excited about him. I mean, we saw him really get the bell cow roll, and... That relegated everybody else. Malcolm Brown, who I thought was a shoe in for over 12 and a half rushing yards this past weekend, played two freaking snaps. This is Cam Akers. uh, He's a really interesting young back heading into next year for fantasy purposes. He's going to be a second round pick in fantasy drafts, no doubt about it. So he's the bright spot, but they have their work cut out for them at quarterback. Heading into Baltimore because, of course, Buffalo getting by Baltimore in a low scoring affair. Mark Ingram, uh, although when I'm recording this has not officially been released, the expectation is that he will, he basically said goodbye to the team yesterday on social media, he will be released, so that means J.K. Dobbins is the guy. Now, I think we should be careful about J.K. Dobbins, and really for two reasons. The first, of course, is Lamar Jackson. The second is Gus Edwards, who is a restricted free agent, but that means I do think he is re-signed. So there's a little too much Gus. Gus stop me if you heard that before and then of course your quarterback who's going to average what 11 12 carries a game it's <laughs> pretty much where we are it's not a lot of meat on the bone jk dobbins is a player who we love to love i get it i love him too but i i'm going to be realistic with his fantasy stock and i, I do think he's going to be more of an rb2 unless he can be crazy efficient and i never want to bank on that now this past year we were too high on lamar jackson right we were too high on him. He was coming off a historic year. They don't call it historic because it happens every year. Now, he, he made history this year with his, with his legs, but he was off the charts efficient as a passer last year. 36 passing touchdowns in 2019. We're not going to see 36, you know, or 30 plus out of a guy who throws for, you know, just over 3,000 passing yards. If he moves that up, if that changes, of course, that will mean his rushing yards go down. But if that changes and we see Lamar more like a 4,000 yard passer, then yeah, 30 touchdowns is more doable. But with that few yards, it's just not possible. So, or on a consistent basis, let's say. So, I think we're going to realize that next year. And honestly, if you had to say right now, you know, as you're listening to this podcast, just think it to yourself, or heck, say it out loud. Who is the number one fantasy quarterback in drafts next year? I bet you didn't say Lamar. Did you say Mahomes? Did you say Josh Allen? Ooh, maybe did you say Kyler Murray? Or even Deshaun Watson. Oh man, think how deep this is. Aaron Rodgers, probably not Aaron Rodgers, but he did throw forty-eight touchdown passes this year. Probably not Lamar. Right? Here's my question: Is Lamar Jackson a value next year? Are you telling me that Lamar Jackson might be hanging on the board after say round five? All of a sudden, it becomes pretty interesting. Now I don't know where where the public ultimately will be with him. But it's certainly not Lamar Jackson in the elite conversation. I think it is Josh Allen probably the first thing that people say. Then Patrick Mahomes or vice versa. And then, like I said, maybe Kyler. Uh, we can't forget about the electric pace Dak Prescott was on. And he's going to be an afterthought next year too. But, I mean, Lamar could fall down the board pretty quickly. So as where, whereas this past year it was you're overpaying to get Lamar, next year it might be Lamar's a half a value and maybe we should be targeting him. Of course, Marquise Brown had a really solid end to the season. I think that's great momentum heading into next year. He has wide receiver three potential. Not the most consistent. Unfortunately, not a ton of meat on the bone in the passing game, but it's pretty clear that there's nobody else there. I mean, Willie Sneed, Dinkin' Duncan, is Willie Sneed on the team next year? Miles Boykin just hasn't taken a step forward. So it's Brown and Mark Andrews, and we know Mark Andrews isn't an elite fantasy tight end, but he's not that far off. He he goes as Lamar goes. Moving to Cleveland, I tell you what, I am really excited about this Browns team for the future. Doesn't this feel like a perennial playoff team now? Finally, like they're not a flash in a pan team. You know, every year there are teams who make the playoffs, like the Bears this year. Are the Bears gonna, you know, are they, are they like a, a, a favorite to make the playoffs next year? Heck no. But they made it this year, right? Flash in a pan type teams. The Browns don't have that feel. And obviously, they won a playoff game this year. They have the feel like they have the nucleus of a team that could really be annually, especially with Pittsburgh on the downslope. You know, whether you like, you don't want to admit it if you're a Steelers fan, but you know, it's tough because Ben's coming to the end of the line and you don't have a replacement waiting in the wings just yet. Maybe it will, maybe it will, but. That means, hey, Baker Mayfield's still very young. You have a, a, the best backfield in the NFL a duo, at least for sure, the best. Kareem Hunt's a starter on how many teams, right? You have Jarvis. You have you know some young receivers who are interesting. You know, Peoples Jones and Higgins can play, and of course OBJ if he could ever get on the same page with Baker Mayfield, and some pretty decent tight ends, man and a defense that's on the rise this is an up-and-coming team man I like Baker next year as a uh, one of my late round he's going to be a late round target for sure now he's a player that sometimes people love to love so I don't know if he's there in all instances I really would love to see him get on the same page with OBJ because OBJ is really probably more of a back-end wide receiver two with Jarvis is a wide receiver three But if they get on the same page, then he could prove to be a big-time value. Kind of like how Allen Robinson, not this year, but last year, 2019, was a huge value, right? Because you know the talent's there. It's just it has to all come together. As far as Chubb is concerned, having Hunt in that backfield is a bit of a detriment because (laughs) they're both good, and game script could impact him. So, you know, he's a love-to-love, and I I get it because he's awesome, but I do think he may be overdrafted a tad probably more of a fringe RB1, like back-end RB1 type, than he has, is like a rock solid, and he may be drafted as a rock solid RB1. Rounding it out here with New Orleans, a team in transition. It was very apparent this season that the team was held back by the quarterback position, and I'm not just throwing it directly at Drew Brees, because I also think the Taysom Hill held them back a bit as well, so Brees in this game they had to put Jameis in the game to get the ball downfield. That should tell you everything you need to know. Forty-two years old now. I do not think he is back next year. I think this was the last game. And I don't think he goes the Philip Rivers route where he tries to, you know, hang around for a year or two and be a bridge elsewhere. I think, you know, 42 years old, right off into the sunset, you had a historically productive career. You had a Super Bowl. He doesn't know anybody anything. He was one of the all-time greats, no doubt about it. But it, he has he has come to the end of the line. So that means you're a team in transition. And I'll tell you what, I don't, I don't think it's a foregone conclusion that Taysom Hill is the starter next year. I don't know if he passed the audition. Like, if it was my audition, I don't think he passed it. So there is a legit shot it could be James. There's a legit shot it could be somebody else. And that's going to impact everything. Michael Thomas is going to have some surgery on that ankle, which is good, get that thing fixed up. Uh his value depends on who's under center, though. You know? Camara, <laughs> I don't think so. I mean Kamara in the passing game, sure. If you if you don't have a quarter, if you have a quarterback like Jameis who's simply not going to look at him, or a quarterback like Taysom who's going to take some of Kamara's work, then yes, that's a bit problematic. But Kamara could still be a back-end RB1 in that situation. I still think he's an elite talent. And if you're New Orleans, you know that as well, and you build around that. But um, yeah, man, the Saints that we knew are no longer. That was it. That was the last hurrah. So, looking forward to this week, uh, and we'll do a little post mortem after the, uh, the conference championship round as well. But these, the storylines to me heading into this week, and by the way, so tomorrow I'll do rankings, and then on Friday, Uh, I'm not going to try and get it done by Thursday. I want to make sure I have enough time to get all the info and some player prop stuff. We'll do a whole preview of the conference championship. We'll talk matchups. We'll talk, you know, like I said, some player props that I like, some early player props. uh, And that'll be a lot of fun there on Friday for the pod. But heading into this, you you know, you have Tampa Green Bay. Okay, so you have two of the older guard quarterbacks, definitely the old guard with Tom Brady and one of the older guard with Aaron Rodgers, two all-time greats, two surefire Hall of Famers. Then you have Buffalo Kansas City, the two two like kind of leading candidates of the young guard, right? Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes. Will they be future Hall of Famers? Perhaps if their career arcs continue the way they're going. Mahomes is almost guaranteed, and I would have to say that Allen could put together a pretty darn impressive career as a pro as well. But we're still at the beginning, man. And of course, I mentioned Mahomes, he's in the concussion protocol, so he is not a guarantee to play. I think he ultimately does. I'll have we'll have more information by the time I record tomorrow. If he gets to limited in tomorrow's practice, that's a good sign, and I would fully expect him to play. But if he's not not practicing tomorrow, then we start to we start to get on that slippery slope. Now he also has a toe injury; it's not an issue, so we have that storyline. We have the storyline of holy crap, these are impressive passing games, right? Tampa, you have Brady to Evans and Godwin. Along with Antonio Brown, who looks like he's going to play uh, at the two tight ends. And then you even have these like lesser names who can come in and make some plays for you and Tyler Johnson and Scotty Miller. You have Green Bay with probably the best one-two combo in the NFL from Aaron Rodgers to Devontae Adams. Like the best, right? Awesome. You don't even need anybody else, but you do have you got Bobby Tunyon, and you got the, the role-playing wide receivers. Buffalo. You have what this season was the most prolific duo in the NFL, Josh Allen to Stephon Diggs. 127 catches. That's crazy, man. And then you got John Brown, who's finally healthy, who looked really good last week. Kansas City, I mean, Ty Freak. You got Kelsey. You got, if Sammy Watkins is banged up, a world-class track athlete, basically, in McCole Hardman the passing game is where it's at in this one. So think about that and then compare it to running back. Even with Aaron Jones, who's like really the guy, the best running back in the playoffs, there's still a committee. You're going to see Jamal Williams. You're going to see A.J. Dillon. And I'll talk more about the distribution on tomorrow's podcast. In Tampa, you got Rojo and Fournette. And what we saw last week is what we're going to see again. In Buffalo, You don't have a committee without Moss, but how much are they going to use Singletary? They barely used him last week. Singletary and Yeldon, yay. Kansas City, is CEH going to be good this week? And even if he is good, how much Daryl Williams? Daryl Williams looked pretty freaking good last week. And then how much Lev Bell? It's so funny, right, that none of these teams are really built around the run game. It's so funny. It's such a different look. And I love the look. I love the look. Of course, tight end is tight end. I mean, I kind of just sprinkled them into the passing game. So right now, early look at Tampa Green Bay. Green Bay favor by three. The over-under open at 52. It's down to 51 on a bunch of books. You may still see it 52 in a couple places, but it's trending down. It's going to be cold. It'll be sub-freezing. Uh, looks like currently 29. There is a light potential of snow flurries, but it doesn't look like we're going to have all-out snow. Remember the last uh, time these two teams faced each other was back in October. It was Green Bay's worst game of the season. Tampa destroyed them, but it was in Tampa, and this is not in Tampa. (laughs) So fascinating, right there. Green Bay, the the odds-on favorite. I think you can't count out Tampa though. Buffalo, KC. Obviously, this one really hinges on Patrick Mahomes' status. If it's if it's Henny, so the line right now it opened at minus two and a half for Kansas City. That's where it is. 56 over under down to 53 and a half. If it's Chad Henney, what's the line, right? Is it, is it Buffalo minus four and a half? Something like that, right? It's like a six point swing with Mahomes out of there. Maybe seven. Yeah, probably six. That's a tough one. I don't think that's the way it ends up, and I think that the books would kind of tip us to that a little bit as well. Uh, the weather is not going to be a factor. It's fifty right now. a Forecast of fifty-one degrees at kickoff. No wind or no major winds. So you're not going to have the the balls going all over the place like they were in Buffalo last week. So that one sets up like conditions perfect, optimal. The only thing we really need is Mahomes on the field, and then it is extremely optimal. Uh, right now, you know, I can't count Buffalo out either. If I had to pick my early inclination is it to Tampa Bay, Kansas City Super Bowl. That was what I had picked back in October, but then I started to doubt myself on Tampa Bay. But you know again, like this is one where no outcome is is going be surprising. If it's Green Bay and Buffalo, not surprising Green Bay, Kansas City likewise, and a- any of them, Not going to be surprising. I'm so fired up for this football. I'm excited to break down tomorrow, break down the tiers for the week. We'll talk some one-and-done thoughts there, some projections for these guys as well, because we can go a little bit more in-depth than we ordinarily do for rankings. So I'll break that down on the pod tomorrow. In the meantime, you can check projections out. They are up over at ftnfantasy.com. And we got some cool stuff going on across all of our sites so for example, over at ftnbets.com, I mentioned earlier in the show, we do have uh, UFC this week UFC 257, and of course, Conor McGregor. So if you want to get in on our uh, MMA bets picks, our team breaking it down for you, uh, we have a promo code 257, get you 33% off over there at ftnbets.com. Go check that out and check out ftnfantasy.com. Appreciate everybody reviewing the show. Remember, easy to do on Apple Podcasts. If you have an iPhone, it's especially easy. Open up the Apple Podcast app. Go to my podcast, The Rant with Jeff Ratcliffe. Click the stars, and it's it's it. You're done. It's easy. It's fun. It helps me out. It's easy for you. It's all good, baby, baby. At Jeff Ratcliffe on Twitter. At Jeff Radcliffe on Instagram. Use that hashtag, Rat That way I know you're a listener of the show. And uh, yeah. We will be back tomorrow. Rankings on the flip side, baby. I'm Jeff Ratcliffe, and I'm out of here.